Hi everybody, this is Crypto Rich working with you to get rich with crypto, filling our pockets with crypto profits and I have with me Sadek Qasim, the CEO of Loyak. I have been wanting to speak to Sadek for months and months and months and months. They're in, in their main sale right now and I'm thrilled to have him. I just want to let you know this is a sponsored video, this is not financial advice, do your own due diligence and do not invest any more than you are willing to lose. Okay. Uh, Sadiq, thank you so much for making yourself available. And uh, you're currently in Japan, but your office is based in London. I'm in the UK. It's good evening to you, and thank you. So, shall we start by you say just saying a little bit um, about your relevant background, and then we can start talking about Loyak. Sure, excellent. Uh, yes, uh, my name is uh, Sadiq Kasim, and uh, I am the CEO of Loyak Limited. Uh, Loyak Limited is the entity running the ICO. Right. As a clarity, the rest of the team are based uh, based out of the US and in other parts of the world. Okay. Uh, can I just Loyak Limited has that been going for a while before the ICO? Yes, yeah, Loyak Limited has been running for a good three to four years now. Okay. Uh, but from a uh, perspective of running an ICO in the US, as you know, the regulations that are there, hence we are running the ICO from the UK. That's right. All. Okay. And then just a little bit more about your background that might be relevant other than lawyer. And then you can sure. tell us what you're uh, I come from a technical background. So mm -hmm. I've worked with uh, quite a number of years with Hewlett Packard uh, as a solutions architect. Uh, building enterprise solutions and delivering it to large government organizations and large enterprises, uh, both in the UK and uh, in Sydney, Australia, which is where home is. Okay, okay, home is in Sydney, Australia, and you work in London. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's a very easy <laughs> doing commute. The, doing the interview from Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right, okay. And then what does Loyak Limited do and why are you moving over onto the blockchain? So Loyak has been around for a while, mm -hmm. uh, for about two and a half, nearly three years now. Uh, we, uh, the team are all uh, sort of guys from strong uh, enterprise software backgrounds. So mm -hmm. I'm from Hewlett Packard, we've got guys from Oracle, a number of guys from uh, SAP and so on. So we built a solution based on enterprise relationship management. So it is basically to be able for a large enterprise to be able to manage uh, their ecosystem of suppliers, partners, uh, and other entities that would help them produce or uh, whatever they sell, whether it's a product or service. Right. Right. And and that could also apply from what you're saying to government and NGOs. So it doesn't it's not just the commercial sector but also the public sector. Absolutely. Any large organisation can deal with contractors, suppliers, legal agents, customers. They're gonna be customers of other organizations. Yes. So um, to give you an example, mm -hmm. um, and I'll give a, a real life example that we are working with at the moment. So if you take someone like uh, an auto manufacturer like Nissan, mm -hmm. Nissan Motors, they have to create, as they go through the process of taking a product from 
uh, a car from a design stage all the way through the manufacturing and it's out of the factories into a dealership. It takes about 24 months. Mm. And the reason it takes that long is they've got designers, they've got uh, architects, they've got consultants, third parties, and they've got their uh, manufacturers as part of that and a supply chain. And they've got about 126 of these, uh, I guess, third parties they have to work with to be able to help them create that end product. Now, what our uh, solution provides is a secure way for them to interact, uh, transmit information back and forth without having the, the uh, threat of IP theft right. or uh, people viewing content they're not supposed to view. Yes. And this is a huge problem. Uh, the problem is worth close to three trillion dollars every year in the enterprise space. We hear about IP theft, we hear about data loss uh, when it relates to the the public. For example, we hear about Facebook and stuff like that. In the enterprise space, organizations don't report that because it's reputational damage. Wow, right? of course. And that's worth three trillion. And then there's a trillion that, I mean, there's nearly a, a, tri a trillion that's uh, attributed to the legal costs that go to solving what uh, has happened as a result of that. So there's a lot of money being spent a year on exactly what we're trying to solve. And so we've got a platform that has been, uh, we've got some key customers already using it, uh, non-blockchain, and we are in the, uh, the middle of having that converted to blockchain and onboarding those customers that we have and moving forward by the end of this year. Wow, okay, okay. And so, so you're moving this, this uh, I'm sorry, do you know, I started thinking about, for me as a social worker, when I worked as a child protection social worker in, in London, and, and I'll yep. come to that in a second. Um, but so, so you're moving that model over into the blockchain which is going to yes. give you advantages in terms of disappearing friction. It's going to give yep. you advantages in terms of security because it's immutable. It's going to give That's you right. advantages in terms of that it's unhackable. And uh, this is this is what's wonderful about blockchain. And it's transparent where it needs to be. <laughs> Fully transparent <laughs> where it needs to be. Okay, so I can see, say, for example, with some, with a company like Nissan, and they're a current client of Loyac Limited. So uh, Nissan, when we sort of uh, talked to him about the solution uh, to the CIO, uh, Tony Thomas, he looked at it and said, look, if you have the solution now, I'll buy it. Right. But we were still building it. So he said, uh, and one of the things we asked the question is, would you like to be on the LOAC board? And he said, yes, I would. Oh, wow. And the reason he said that is he wanted to be able to uh, help guide how the automotive solution that we're building would look like. Uh, because you can see this a dramatic uh, reduction in the timeline to be able to get that car to market. Yes. And so that's one of the, so we have got the sort of customers we have right now, we've got SAP, we're using the, uh, the solution. We have got Infosys, again, billion dollar company. IT services company. We've got emphasis on another billion dollar 
uh, IT services company. Uh, we've got a couple of pharmaceutical companies, uh, Novartis uh, Pharmaceutical Company and uh, Abbott Labs. So these guys are using the current uh, solution that we have. And we actually, unlike most blockchain providers, we didn't actually go and say, what can we do with blockchain, hmm. right? Uh, it was our existing customers that came to us with requirements saying, look, we love your product, it's doing great, but we've got some other extra requirements. Can you help us with that? So our guys, technical guys, when they looked at it, worked out, yeah, I think we should be able to solve this. And they came to back and said, we can solve this with blockchain and provide a lot more than what they are asking for in terms of efficiencies and uh, security. Okay. So, um, and to give you another example, for example, uh, if you take uh, a pharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. they do hundreds of uh, clinical trials all over the world. Some of them, they run themselves. Majority of them are run by third-party uh, organizations. And some of them are actually community-driven um, community-driven uh, trials. They need to be able to ensure that the data that's coming back is one, cannot be tampered with, second, it is secure, and third, uh, that only those who are allowed to see it have access to it. Right. And so what our solution will enable them to do is to be able to do that, make sure that that sort of information is coming back, while at the same time where it might be a community-based uh, clinical trial that's going on, and they don't need to have the infrastructure that is required to run this, uh, because what we're providing is pretty much blockchain on the cloud, okay. and uh, we have multiple. Uh, so a lot of people, when they talk of blockchain, they think of something really complex. Yeah. Right. Uh, in our case, we ha- will be building, and we already built uh, apps on your smartphone. Right, and so you'll be accessing that through the smartphone. Nobody sees the blockchain; that's all in the background. Mm-hmm. No one, no big enterprise or company wants to know what blockchain. Just like you don't know, no one cares whether you are transmitting your email via Wi-Fi or Ethernet or fiber. It's in the background. Mm-hmm. So it, that's exactly the same thing, and uh, those are the sort of applications that we are looking at. Uh, rolling out. So, because we are a platform, we have built multiple vertical solutions and we can expand right across these. But we focused on high tech, we focused on pharmaceutical, uh, we focused on auto manufacturing, and uh, we're also looking at the insurance industry. Okay. Okay, now I just to get this. So one is I'm getting a little bit excited and just keep thinking of other ideas and where this applies and stuff, right? Because yep. if I try and give an example from the commercial world and one from the public sector world. So so I let's say I, I'm an automotive manufacturer, manufacturer. I've got this new design, revolutionary design for tires that will make way more efficient. I'm able to send that information to, say, the tire manufacturer in a way that's confidential, secure, no, only the people that need to see it can see it because they can access it through a particular private key. And then they can Absolutely. pass it on to whoever they need to speak to and it's tracked. So I know 
that they've not passed it on to my competitor, right? Spot on, spot on. I mean, that's exactly the problem right now. Yeah. Uh, Where you might have a designer sending the design documents, a CAD drawing, whatever it is, a 3D model drawing. It goes via email or goes via FTP. Uh, and it's secured, they package it, they password protected, send it across. Once it lands on the other person's computer, you have no control what no. happens to it, no. who they forward it to, who gets copied. Whereas here, uh, think of it as a, a dashboard. You can click through and find out, oh, I can see this has been opened in this office, in this country by this person. And because it's all driven by smart contracts, you as an enterprise have the right to revoke it or take that back. So you have full control over over the information within your organization. Okay. Now, could someone like – you in this example, I send it to you, right? Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, wait a minute. I can make a lot of money on the side by, send, by selling it to this other car company, right? <laughs> could you could, – if you downloaded it onto your uh, USB stick, would it pick that up? So part of what we're building is uh, right now is uh, locking it down in those sort of ways, right? right. Now you got to keep in mind you are talking about an ecosystem of suppliers, uh, partners, consultants that you trust. Mm-hmm. You've got a relationship with. You've got contracts already with. What we're doing is we're just ensuring that ecosystem that is there is secured that you as an organization don't have to worry about that leakage, right? So you might have a third-party consultant, a designer in China doing some work for you, right? Uh, You just want to make sure that that information remains within their scope. So you're not not looking at uh, them actually maliciously stealing that information, but what it'll do is it'll track uh, analytics to see is it being forwarded by email? Is it being tried to be downloaded uh, onto a USB stick? Those sort of stuff, and that can those sort of analytics can be captured and built into the contract, some smart contract, so that if you see any anomalies, it will automatically kick in to revoke access. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, w- when I heard about this, I thought, oh my god, I just record my life as a child protection social worker. So what happened was I would, um, I, 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 I was at the really rough end where I would have to, it would get so severe, the, the only way out is to remove the children because the parent, they're just being abused, right? We just got to protect them. So then I have to yeah. prepare a court report and that has the names of the family and dates of birth and everything. And then with X, with, when it was Windows XP, I could put it in the password protected zip folder, send it across to the council lawyer, right? Yeah. And they could send it across to the court. Actually, in courts only accepted fax documents. They wouldn't take email, right? But then, and then yeah. I could email it to the parents so they know in a password protected. They ring them up and give them the password. So I can see how this can save a lot of that friction. I kind yeah. of visualize like like these pipes, plastic yeah. pipes, and and in, inside these plastic pipes are these secure boxes. You have to have a key yes. to be able to open it, and then everybody can see well who's opening it and seeing it. But so I can see the relevance for government agencies, but what about nefarious illegal activities? How is that prevented that somebody could use this whole system? So the first thing is that there are 
multiple layers of security. Mm-hmm. One, uh, as say as an organization, say it's the uh, uh, so which organization were you working with? I, I work for local authorities, councils. Okay, say say it's a local authority who is running their enterprise and they've they've got multiple parties coming in onto it, right? Yeah, you would authenticate onto their systems uh, with a password protection and stuff like that. Yeah, you would further authenticate uh, with your private key to be able to access some of this information. So there are two levels, and there can even be multiple levels of uh, access that's provided. And the local authority can also uh, further uh, restrict your access as to what you're allowed to see and what you're not. Mm-hmm. At the same time, uh, so the next bit of thing that we are, we're still building right now is the uh, protection from intrusion and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Um you can, because everything's encrypted, even if someone gets to that information, it is meaningless to them, mm-hmm. right? They can only get to it if they've got your private key. They've got your multiple forms of authentication to get to it. Uh, someone asked me the other day, look, you might have that information on a screen. Someone else would come and take a photograph of it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we can do to stop that, Sure, right? Mm-hmm. That can happen today. Uh but there will be things in the future maybe that can help solve that. What we're trying to do is reduce that risk, reduce that friction. And like like you said, uh, you might be uh, typing stuff or getting information onto a form, sending that off. You have to then fax that to the courts. The courts accept fax because they can see that as a physical means where it can't be altered. Mm-hmm this will completely remove that because it cannot be altered. Once you have put it into the system, it is there and there's proof of who has accessed this, who has made changes to it and so on. So it, it can revolutionize that. <clears throat> and uh, the time it takes, and especially when you're talking about uh, child protection services, time is of the essence in a lot of that stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure you know, yeah. right? Uh, because you're talking about real people kids uh, affecting their lives Mm -hmm. and this can dramatically reduce that uh reduce that time and the friction that's involved yeah absolutely and and then i imagine that the like the owner of the particular ecosystem can give the private key that gives access to everything to auditors and relevant organizations and individuals that are entitled to that right but what is But what if I wanted to set up some sort of, I don't, by the way, this is just an example, right? (laughs) Some sort of drug dealing activity. Or I was doing, I'm working for this company and I'm setting up something illegal on the side, setting up my own sort of pathways using this system. Uh, It then becomes... I mean, it depends. I mean, you could, you could... uh, Let me explain this way. As a customer of ours, mm-hmm. you are li- you're licensing the use of a platform. Right. The Lloyd Vega platform, right? So it's just like saying you are licensing to buy an Oracle database, mm-hmm. right, in the cloud. And on top of that, you need to purchase Loic tokens to be able to run 
uh, run information and data over that platform. So <clears throat> part of what we do as our onboarding process, we, most of the time we're talking about enterprises and large organizations. They go through our standard uh, checks before they become a client anyway. Right. Right. Uh, and then <clears throat> and then you start, uh, you have to purchase tokens to be able to run it. So you could use this in any way you want, mm -hmm. right, as an enterprise. We are not looking into what business you're running, uh, whether it's legal or illegal. Of course, something that's legal in this country might be legal in a different country. Mm -hmm. um, so the application for the platform and the usage of it it can be interpreted in any way you want. But our focus right now has been pretty much with large enterprises uh, because we're trying to solve a big problem there. Sure. Uh, and it might be a bit too costly for uh, someone uh, running a small uh, small uh, enterprise. Right. Thank well, you. That's great, that's great Sadi. And, and I have an answer to my own question, right? Sure. So if, see, I think Bitcoin or even Monero offer particular advantages over the fiat system. Decentralized, distributed, immutable, unhackable, can't be inflated away, right? That yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that people can't use them for evil means. But that's the same yeah. deal with cash. It's the same yes. deal with cash. <laughs> people <laughs> are going to people. That's what they're going to do, right? <laughs> I mean, okay. if, if you look at it now, right, I was uh, at the uh, at the blockchain conference in Tokyo yep. the last couple of days, and they had uh, uh, a marijuana provider mm -hmm. uh, using blockchain to be able to authenticate where it was produced, where the supply chain, the whole lot, mm -hmm. right? If you had talked about this five years ago, you have, they would have been locked up straight away, right? <laughs> so yes. what, what is legal then and what's legal now? <laughs> That's right. And I don't think marijuana is legal in Japan that they can even talk about it, right? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. Okay, I got it. I got so, it. Uh, yeah, the application is there and can be used for multiple uh, multiple users. I mean, we we have got people like uh, SAP using it because they want to be able to work with other enterprises. So for example, one of their largest customers is Nestle. Mm -hmm. So they approached us. This was one of the uh, use cases they approached us with. They said, "Look." We've got this problem where we have been given a uh, request for proposal of RFP from Nestle for about 40 million US dollars. Quite a big proposal. They said, look, we don't, we don't want to do this whole thing ourselves because we're going to be bringing in Accenture as a partner to deliver about 5 million of that. We might be bringing in Deloitte. We might be bringing in a whole bunch of other consultants some uh, very niche UX sort of consultants as well. Uh, but the problem is distributing this information that's there in this RFP to those people. So we ask the question, how do you do it today? Now keep in mind, this is a $31 billion software giant, the 
biggest software joint in the world. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So what do they do? What do they do? They take this proposal, they go copy, paste, email. Copy, paste, email. Right? <laughs> and it's a huge, huge deal. So one of the issues they had is how do we ensure that this information is secure, people see it. So this is how we started building the solution. Now the the end point for them would be they get something of this sort, they then are able to put it onto our platform using our tokens, which is like a secure data container. Yeah. Essentially only sees that part of it which they're allowed to. And if they were to email it, if they were to email it to me by mistake, I wouldn't be able to get see it, any of it. <laughs> All right, that's great. Okay, well, look, a few rapid fire questions, sure. And then we can, then then what I'd like to do is wrap up, right? And sure. uh, which is one. So, so the comp the enterprises, the companies, the the government organisations, and you did tell me you have been approached by, or you're you're having a conversation with certain government agencies. Yes, that's right. I mean, uh, we are, we had been approached uh, by a couple of organizations working with the Dubai government as well. Right. Uh, because part of what they're trying to do is digitize and bring in blockchain-enabled solutions to increase efficiencies, I guess, uh, within uh, the organizations there. Uh, okay. So, I mean, that's one of the things that we are, we are doing. But at this stage, we sort of focused on, as a startup, you can't go... Sure. Right across. Uh, so we have focused you, on very you few get, vertical. You get Nissan on Nissan on board, right? That's great. <laughs> and then we'll go to the <laughs> next one. Okay. All right. And then Nissan or whoever they'd need to buy the tokens. The tokens are ERC twenty in limited supply. Let's say I this ICO the token sale goes on till July the twenty second. I buy up a whole bunch of tokens. Nissan gotta come to me for the tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so one of the things that uh, we have built into this is that so you might have a contract, for example, Nissan are using it, and they have a contract for three years to use those tokens. Mm -hmm. At the end of those, at that period, as part of the smart contract, those tokens come back to Loyak, right? Mm -hmm. And then they get reissued out to... So the tokens that are being used by the enterprise are always... Uh, held there, and they're not burned, mm -hmm. they are reused all the way through. Now, if someone asked, uh, say, Nissan comes along and says, look, we've got a new project that we need another uh, 5 million tokens. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They have to either buy it from the, from the market. So what you're doing is, as the demand for it increases, the supply in the uh, open market decreases, right? Uh, hence, there's a direct relation to uh, the cost of it as well. So, the circulation of tokens in the in the open market will remain constant, mm -hmm. but it will start reducing as uh, the usage of uh, LOAC uh, starts going up. Okay. Now, is there and could there be an option where I could rent out the tokens in a smart contract to Nissan or whoever, so that after the three years they come back to me. It, it is possible. It's not something we've looked at, but yeah, it is possible. <laughs> 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 Would you 
it into the smart contract. Yeah, put it, put it into the smart contract. <laughs> mentioned, right? mentioned by Crypto Rich. Because <laughs> uh, there are other, like Populous, PayPal, I know they do different things. They do invoice factoring and Veritasium. They do that, that you can rent the tokens out and then they come back yes. to you. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it is possible. Absolutely. I mean, you can do anything with a smart contract, whatever you write into it. Okay. Uh, that's exactly what can be done. Yeah. Okay. Now, but it's not. It's not currently structured. It's not currently structured. For that, no. All right. Well, we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, by the way, if you're watching this, please click the like button. Please subscribe. I am going to have Sadiq back. He doesn't know this yet, right? <laughs> but I am going to have him back, and. Uh, also, comment, would you like to be able to rent out Loyak tokens? If you would, please say so. Say yes, all right? <laughs> and that'll be feedback for Sardik, all right? Now, um, when is the when will this the actual product be live? <coughs> so we're looking at Q4 this year. Okay. Uh, that uh, we have pretty much built uh, a number of, uh, majority of the modules converted them across into blockchain uh, and we will be so we'll be onboarding our existing customers or migrate moving them across uh, by the end of this year early next year is uh, the whole plan great okay and then the token sale goes on to July the 22nd uh, it'll most likely be the the 30th of August okay the 30th of August no problem yep. uh, 30th August and is there KYC Yes, so what we are planning to do is at the end of that is uh, run KYC and AML across uh, everyone who has uh, contributed to okay. this uh, token set. Available to US investors? No. Okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. At, this stage, at this stage, no. Okay. Sorry, US investors. Sorry. <laughs> okay. And how, how much are the tokens and is there a minimum spend? So the minimum is 200 LOAC tokens, mm -hmm. and each token is uh, 50p or 65 pence. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, there is a bonus and structure in place depending on the amount and the quantity that you're looking at purchasing. There's a, a different bonus structure, and there's also a bonus based on, the, because we're live right now in terms of the public sale, uh, in terms of the percentage of the bonus, which Great. you can see on the very good, very good. And I'll have all the links in the description below and people can join the Telegram group and get involved and, you know, do check this out. Do check it out for yourself uh, and do your own due diligence. Sadiq, is there any last comments or anything else you want to say? Anything I should have asked you that I haven't asked you? <laughs> I mean, people ask, how big is this market, right? Yeah. Uh, so Gartner... Uh, and I'm sure you know, Gartner is the world's leading research organization. They did a research to see how big is this blockchain for business, mm. right? And they said, we think it's going to be worth about 176 billion by 2025. So we looked at that and we worked out that our piece of the pie or uh, the, the market opportunity that is there for LOAC is about 9.2 billion by 2025. Wow. Now, one thing that's strange happened uh, about six weeks ago. Uh, Gartner, they do a market trend uh, upcoming vendor reports. So they did this for the blockchain sector and they mentioned Loyak as an upcoming 
vendor to be uh, watched out for. Uh, strangely enough, they didn't come and approach us before they wrote about this, but uh, it's good to know that the leading research organization in the world is starting to recognize that we are solving a real-world problem, yeah. uh, and we have got customers on board, uh, and we've got a solution that and a, a roadmap that's going to take us uh, all the way through for the next couple of years. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I'm just thinking of how many organizations could be could benefit from the LOYAC system. It's just any large organization, really, even the small organizations, because they're all sending confidential information that they don't, want, they don't want to lose sight I mean, of. The other, other thing that we are doing as part of our roadmap is once we have our go-to-market strategy, mm -hmm. is once we have onboarded uh, existing customers, we bring on, the next thing we do is we start to bring on specific vertical solutions, like I said, and then we'll bring in partners uh, to be able to deploy this because we are not specialists in pharmaceuticals. Yeah. We are not specialists in manufacturing. So we bring in organizations that already supply solutions to those verticals, partner with them to deliver the platform to their existing customers. The next step in that is to be able to provide uh, developers, whether it's large developers or even the small guys, to be able to build, so we'll provide APIs, open APIs, onto the LOAC platform so they can start building their own solutions on top of our platform. And I think that is going to, uh, and part of the token sale, uh, we have got a percentage marked out to help the small developers start building uh, the integration points to the LOAC platform uh, to help them uh, provide them tokens to be able to test that and deploy it out as well. So we can see that and a lot of our, um, I guess, large supporters uh, will come on from the private side. Look at that, that, that is being the big part of which is going to really take us, uh, take LOAC to the next level in the sense that any developer who is able to start developing on top of the LOAC platform, use our platform and build whatever solution they want. Wow. Okay, very good. Very good. Very excited by this. I definitely see the, the applications, uh, real world solution. Um, I just th thank you so much, Sadiq. If you have any questions for Sadiq about LOAC, uh, please post them in the comments below um, and let us know what you think about this. Is this something that you're going to invest in or not? And if so, why? And if not, why? Um, and please subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Sadiq is going to be coming back. And don't forget, uh, would you like to be able to rent out your LOYAC tokens? Just if you do, do just say yes. Even if you don't, just say yes anyway for all of those that do. <laughs> All right, Sadiq, listen, thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording, but you stay on, okay? All right. All right. This is Crypto Rich and Crypto Sadiq filling our pockets with crypto profits. All the best. Bye-bye.